Last orders at the bar, please. Welcome to Tavern Tales Presents, a curated actual play 5e Dungeons and Dragons game set in the world of Dungeon in a Box, the Caravan of Peril. The Caravan of Peril is so good and so chock full of adventure options that I was able to run the entire game with a second group of people. And now we present game four of the second group. Come sit down and drink with the enemy, raise a glass and toast to the enemy, and I'm not gonna do this on my own. So come sit down and laugh with the enemy, raise a glass and sing to the enemy, and I'm not gonna do this on my own. So Welcome to Game 18 of Tavern Tales, Game 4 of Dungeon in a Box, the second group. I will begin. Good evening, Mystric Soccer fans in Mariposa and throughout the land. It looks like those who have left the team in recent weeks have all managed to find each other on the trail to Greyhaven with former player Drizelle also finding her way to the caravan. And lucky she did, for it was then that bandits struck. Early on into the night, several bandits raided the caravan to no success. Almost all of them were killed in the fight, with only two or three managing to make their escape. And then there was Brian, the bandit, now turned apprentice bard after Ekamon's plea for friendship over fighting. The sky has lightened as day has arrived for the caravan, and while Ekamon has a quiet conversation with Brian about what it means to be a bard, the caravan master, Laura Hanna, approaches Drizelle, who says in greeting, Hey! And now... Let us peek into the adventure itself as the birds sing to announce the morn and caravan wagons creak and groan as they are hitched up and work to roll back onto the trail. So who do we have here gathered around us tonight working diligently as caravan guards? Almost. Paige, who is playing Vestrald, Vandogo, which we found out last time or a mm. couple of times ago. Keep going. With what? <laughs> <laughs> Paige is tired. This is gonna be one of Maybe those. Maybe we should do games. her last. <laughs> Eighteen games in, and Paige still doesn't know how to introduce a character in hey, Dungeons and Dragons. I've done some pretty Dragons. good ones before. It's true. This was not one, but nevertheless, we will move on. My name is Aaron, and I am playing Balasar, the Dragonborn Barbarian, who is copper. In color, not to be confused with bronze in color or silver or gold for that matter. <laughs> That's he all thought I got. mine was bad. <laughs> it was very descriptive. <laughs> Boring, but descriptive. Yeah, see? <laughs> like a history professor that Balasar no doubt was in his foreign lands. <laughs> As a Does Balasar know a history that is like completely irrelevant to everyone around everywhere he goes? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I would like to see more of that. Okay. 
All right. I can work on that. I am Marie Claire, and I'm playing a gnomish wizard, the magnificent Dimple Dander Drake. She's, uh, Wait, she's. Dander Drake or Dandy Drake? Dandy Drake. Oh, okay. That's totally not. Like, it's a different family of gnomes. Yeah, the, danders. the, the Dander Drakes are not nobles. No. We get mistaken for them occasionally. It's super awkward. And did you know who the, the famed patriarch is of the Dander Drakes? Um, it is Selson the Blue. Selson the Blue, <laughs> <laughs> who is also a wizard, oh, of course. And and we have like it's it's always when we see each other at block parties, it's the glare across the block party. For those playing the home game, <laughs> Selson Blue is a medicated form of anti-dandruff shampoo. Yeah, it's like Head and Shoulders, but blue, but blue, and and Selsony. <laughs> <laughs> I think a Selson has to has comes from selenium, which I, might be in the shampoo. I'm not I, too sure. I, I, Although I maybe know. not. Don't put selenium <laughs> on your scalp. No, selenium is as a cheap measure of creating your own Selson blue. Is cheap. One of the listeners could fact check the negative or positive effects of <laughs> selenium in your hair. That would be sensational. <laughs> All right, and who is next? I'm Allison, and I'm playing Drizelle, the Ranger Dark Elf. And she's kind of spunky and energetic. I love how you always introduce your character by class first. Like, I'm a ranger and also a dark elf. elf. The ranger thing's the cooler part. Yeah. So lead with the best part. Hi, I'm Chelsea, and I play Ekamon, who is a tiefling bard. And he's got a lovely follower that he got in the last game by befriending him instead of using violence. So a note to all viewers. Try friendship first. <laughs> Hashtag friendship. Hashtag friendship. Uh, more, like, more like the more you know. The more oh. you know. Rainbow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank rainbow. you. Oh, no. It's a, is it a rainbow? Yeah. Or is it a star? It's a, it is it's a like rainbow a star. It's a rainbow star. star. It's a shooting was, yes, rainbow star. Right and and then the words are written as yeah, the rainbow the star. You know. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To yeah. be even more specific, it is the five colors of the NBC logo because it was on NBC. Mm-hmm. It sure was. Yeah. I never put that together. But that's okay. everybody's logo is rainbows. Because now you know, and knowing is half the battle. Gee, Joe, I need this. No, you're supposed to go, the more you know, American here. Anyway, <laughs> it is the day. The four of you, who are already guards, have kind of settled into a routine where by which you know what you need to do, covering for the lost and departed guards that fell in the heinous spider attack that the less we talk of the better and there is a newcomer that laura hannah approaches we had a bit of a conversation last night um Trizel, is it yes i take it you are acquainted with these other fellows yeah actually i remember all them from my uh mystical soccer league all right are you at all interested in joining this caravan as a guard yeah i would be i don't have a lot to do right now excellent so i just have a few questions if you don't mind sure Right. Um, so, can you tell me why you decided to sit out on a foot all alone on adventure? Something to do. Right. And and she takes a note of this. Mental note or otherwise. Maybe she's got a little piece of graphite and she's writing it on a, on a slate. And she says, So, what do you think is the most important quality for a person to have as a caravan guard? Uh, not sleeping? No. Sleeping at all? Or, or like on the job. Oh, yes, yeah. right. That's a good answer. I never heard that before. <laughs> heard many answers too all right then well the pay is 25 gold payable upon our safe journey and safe reach at Greyhaven. room and board uh, i.e there is a tent and uh, there'll be food 
I hope, along the way. <laughs> if there's not, we can hunt some up. That oh, sounds good. fine. Yeah. That sounds lovely. I, I'll trust in you to do that then. <laughs> because you are indeed a... I don't, what, do, what do you count as your profession? Oh, I'm a ranger. Uh, all right. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Well then, it'll give you time to acquaint yourself with the other guards and find your way about the business. But if you have any questions of the caravan master, you can come to me. I'll be in the head wagon. All right, thanks. You're very welcome. She is really spunky. I am really spunky. And with that, a new guard joins the caravan. As the caravan paid the same amount as us. Exactly the same amount. <laughs> You're so worried We've about done that. So much work already. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> well, you've also gotten fed. And your lodgings along the road have been taken care of. So you are working, but I don't know. I don't know what else to say, Vestrad. Complain <laughs> to your contemporaries if you must. Just break dance with your shield some more and you'll be <laughs> fine. <laughs> you proceed along the road. Ekamon's chilling on the top of a caravan, just sitting there. Which uh, one? The first or through the eighth? The, the first one isn't really. It's an open wagon. Laura Hannah drives that. He's sitting on the third, on the top, just trying to figure out some new music. Just chilling out. Yeah. Relaxing. Mm-hmm. Maxing. All cool. Relaxing. All cool. And shooting some b-ball. School. Where? It's kind of weird. There's no school and there's no b-ball. You <laughs> <laughs> well, took this as far as you could go. Maybe yeah. b-ball is something different than this world. It doesn't stand I'm for basket. Yeah, it might stand for beat ball, where in, she's beating out some new rhythms. Oh we spend most exactly. of our days. Wow. Hanging out, chilling, maxing all, cooling. Scatting some b-balls. This is the second time I've Outside. heard someone no. sing this song this today. This is not really? the right yeah. way this song It's goes. the only rap white people can do. That's yeah, true. Unless you're Eminem. <laughs> I don't know about that. Okay, gen- normal white people. <laughs> I've heard a <laughs> like whole general. lot of people do Sir Mix-a-Lot's Baby Got Back. I will take perception checks from the entire party. <laughs> I'm, oh, I wait, just, I'll on, take- on, Wait, wait, wait. On, on, on Sir Mix-a-Lot? Got, on, wait, wait. Sure, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, no, I need to state something dimple is not hanging out on fendal's wagon she is hanging out with laura oh okay yeah Aww, it's man. a thing she has a thing for laura now she's just avoiding fendal that's what i got and she's grumpy did anyone beat a 16 no, no. no. you rolled the wrong dice you rolled the wrong dice that's a d12 <laughs> 17 uh, no you're gonna take what you no. yeah, it's even worse <laughs> yeah. all right you beat a 17 I have a 17. So you're actually not doing any b-ball at all. <laughs> you are diligent and attentive to what is going on. And you sense and notice something on four legs moving in the underbrush towards the middle of the caravan where there is a group of individuals walking because they don't all fit on their caravan wagon at all times. Okay. What is like a small creature in the world of D&D. A weasel. There's literally tons of all normal animals. You see Ekamon sit up a bit more, peer through the bushes a little bit, see if he can see what's out there. And then you just hear, here, kitty, kitty. Here, kitty, 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 kitty. Here, kitty, kitty. The rest of the party does not really notice. It could very well be a new song that Ekamon is working on. Like Smelly Cat. I was just thinking that. (laughs) Ekamon does not warn the group as a warg, a matted furred, like a double size of a wolf. See, it's kind of like a cat. Crashes out from the underbrush to snarl and snap at one of the walking passers-by. Ekamon may roll initiative. 
And everyone else may roll initiative. However, you will all act in surprise. All right, Ekamon, what did you get for initiative? 16. Six, that's a great initiative. What did everyone else get in order? Vestrod. 15. 19. 21. 12. And the warg, Ekamon, you may go before the warg. Do you have survival, Ekamon? No. You don't have the skill survival? Well, I have like the... Why don't you make a survival or nature check? I have neither of those things. Well, that's fine. You can still make a check. It's a wisdom check. You just do not have any proficiency with that ability. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a normal warg to you of warging wargness. <laughs> I'm going to use dissonant whispers on the okay. warg. I whisper a dissonant melody that only one creature within a choice of range can hear, racking it with terrible pain. What do you whisper to this poor warg to cause such horrendous psychic damage as a bard? I'm going to try and species confuse the warg and tell him that he's actually a fish. Yes. Perform the <laughs> you're not scat. a warg, you're a fish scat. <laughs> <laughs> Dance monkey. <laughs> this is so stressful. I understand. <laughs> Why did I pick a scatting? I don't understand. <laughs> but I commiserate with you. No one else made you be a scatting bard. That was your choice. It was either that or spoken word, and the scatting just <laughs> the scatting <laughs> erupted. It was lovely. So yeah, I think you should just uh, just leap into it and see what happens. Okay. Oh, and it's dissonant to you and whisper. So it's oh, of course, be. yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it, that's always it. how it use starts. It. Oh, there we go. There's oh, my yeah. instrument. <laughs> that's my lute. You are a fish. fish, 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 fish. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. You are a fish. fish, fish, fish. <laughs> don't keep going. Okay, we have to play for you. Yeah, no. just just the words now. That <laughs> so we got the the bass <laughs> rhythm. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> what have I got in my summit? <laughs> it's it's this awesome. Is great. <laughs> okay. So hard to be serious. Don't be. I know, but he like is trying to really disturb this. Oh creature. yes, absolutely, yes. That doesn't mean Chelsea has to be serious I though. No, but Ekamon had to get character. Oh, okay. You are a fish, 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 fish. Not that was beautiful. Not a walk, walk, walk. You are a fish, 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 fish. Swim, little walk, 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 walk. Okay, yes, I'm. I'm happy with where we went with that. Uh, I do believe that the warg has to make a wisdom saving throw. I think she deserves a white gem for that. That was brilliant. I like that a lot. Then give her one of your white gems. Okay. Oh, Aww. shucks. Thank you. Yeah, I got one of mine, though. Player on <laughs> oh, player that's what love. we could do. I'm happy. It was nice of you to give her one. The target must make a wisdom oh. saving throw. Okay, cool. The warg now makes a wisdom saving throw. And what's the difficulty that I need to beat? It's 14. Excellent. At the 14, the warg fails <laughs> that check. So do your damage. On a failed save, it takes 3d6 psychic damage. See... That's where it's really messed up because it starts thinking it can't breathe because it's not underwater. Do, it. Do some damage. Yeah, roll it up. 13. The warg dies. Yeah. <laughs> Brutally. All by yourself, Chelsea. Did we even really realize it was there? <laughs> yeah, we didn't even really know. Good job, Ekabon. The warg drowns somehow, its lungs filling with some sort of psychic fluid as it attempts to move its way around, flopping, heaving. 
it looks like it's trying to get back into a river or a stream somewhere as it flounders and dies. The rest of the party, of course, notices it as the warg had snarled as it leapt from the, the woods, attempting to capture, to grab and haul off a pedestrian, but did not do so. The rest of the party are made aware of the warg. You may all roll nature or survival checks. Anybody beat a 15? Yes. So, Balasar, when you see the warg, you see the telltale signs that this warg is emaciated. It was desperate with hunger. It was horribly downtrodden, had a bunch of wounds on it that looked to have been caused by another warg or whatever. It looks like it had been driven from its pack, starved and brutalized. This warg, on its last legs, made an attempt to grab something from the caravan before meeting its end, but unfortunately was brought low before it could do anything. And it is possible, you suspect, Balasar, that if somebody had just bothered to roll a handle animal check or do some sort of you know commiseration with this poor, misbegotten beast, it would not have drowned <laughs> on the trail to Greyhaven. But lamentably, this is where the tale ends for the work. Ekamon, you don't even get a chance to go to the work. The travelers that are on foot are so busy thanking you and congratulating you and climbing up to the wagon and pulling you down and asking you to share their lunch meal with you and open a flagon of mead in your name that you are not, you don't even have an opportunity to go anywhere near the warg that you brought low. They ask though, do, do you want us to bring the dead beast and skin it for you to make a cloak of your own choosing? that we could uh, celebrate this heroic instance of your saving poor... What was the name of the pedestrian that was almost a uh, eaten page? What is with you asking me for names? Thogmog. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> He's a quarter orc. Yeah. Very proud of his quarter orc heritage. <laughs> Try saying that ten times fast. No, thanks, because <laughs> that would actually be like two and a half orcs, so... <laughs> Math. <laughs> <laughs> Math jokes, guys. That's what we've come to. Ekamon is quite uncomfortable with all the sudden attention and desperately tries to claw himself back up to the top of the caravan. Unsuccessfully. Oh, yeah, they're definitely not like, they're just patting, you know, clapping okay. you on the back and <laughs> I was picturing thanking like these you. hands like coming up, come down to us. Yeah, like right out <laughs> like of what underworld. dreams may come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he awkwardly stands amongst all these people and was like you're welcome <laughs> you don't have to make me a jacket i feel kind of bad for killing it but it seemed kind of mean thogwog's like it was going to kill me i saw i saw my life flash before my eyes i have not done a quarter enough orcish things well now take this as a time to go and live that quarter orc of your life out yes let let us share a flagon of mead okay <laughs> while ekamon is carried away by these very happy caravan goers. What is the rest of the party doing? Chatting up Laura about how she decided to become a wagon master because she seems new at it. She's been a wagon master for a very long time. Oh. But I... does not seem to know like a particular half of the job. Yeah. It seems like the hunting and the cooking, it's not particularly. She, she relies on guards. He outsources a lot. I get yes. that. Or at least she doesn't realize that she's going to need to. Yeah. I recommend that she creates standard job descriptions and roles to fulfill. She's like, she already has her. those. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know. Oh, it's not like my family's not successful in business or anything. 
Yeah, we'll leave that exactly where that is. <laughs> what is everybody else doing? Vestrade is going around to the other people. He has a set of bone dice, and so he's challenging people and betting them with these dice to play like these little games to try and win money. <laughs> hmm. Is he doing this in good spirits? Yes. Yeah, he's doing it for fun. And he actually plans to use that money to buy his newfound brother a gift because he feels like he's being ignored now that this new friend has come along, Brian. Right. Yes, of course. From last night. Yeah. So he feels like if he provides a gift with all this money that he's going to win, that maybe he'll win some attention back. Oh, maybe. Yeah. You know, you can just come talk to me, too. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, but Strad's not one with words. <laughs> Viewers at home, please take this as a note to not feel like you need to buy people's friendships. If you're buying people's friendships, that's not a good friendship. Get out now. I would like to know if you make any money with this gambling. So we're going to play a quick gambling game that'll take about two minutes. Oh, fun. Okay. I'm going to roll a D10. Okay. You're going to roll 2D6. If I beat you on my D10, I win. And if you beat me on the 2d6, you win. However, if you roll 11 or 12, you lose. That's a lot of rules. And <laughs> if you roll doubles, that's a push. Like snake eyes? Any, like two threes like or snake. two fours or two okay. fives. So if you roll doubles, it's a push. And the money is doubled. You have to slap down more money. And we push to the next roll. Okay? All right. Wait, so my dice added together have to beat yours? Yeah, your dice added together. As so long as it's not 11 or 12. Exactly. How much are you gambling? One gold. <laughs> I only have ten. Don't gamble, kid. All right. I rolled a two. Doubles. But you have rolled two fours. That is a push, so it'll cost you another gold. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we roll again. I have once again only rolled a four. And you have? Eight. So now <laughs> two in a row. you have won two gold. All right, how many more times do you want to do this? Get out while you're ahead. But I want to keep playing. <laughs> All right. She's, she's jonesing for more winnings. Okay, so this now is going to be a two gold bet. So it's two gold to play this game. Did I win the gold from the last game? Yeah. So I'm four. I'm at four now? You're at 12 gold total right now. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's roll. I rolled a two. Six and a three. Yeah, we just need the total Nine. numbers. Yeah. Well, you said fours before, so I got confused. Yeah, I understand. You have won two more gold. Would you like to bet four gold? No, I think I can get him a pretty gift at four gold. All right. Excellent. <laughs> That's too stressful. <laughs> you have won the game to your advantage. Balasar, what are you doing? Sharpening my hand axes with my sharpening stone. Just as you walk along and yes. move on. So you didn't even pay any attention or attend to the warg that you noticed and were detecting all of these particular things about it. I guess I can do something with that. Oh, okay. So you sharpen your hand axes while you stare at the warg. I'll come back. Drizelle, what are you doing? I was going to go talk to Ekamon about how she handled the warg. Of course you were. Ekamon's a guy. But how he handled the warg. Yes. Ekamon is very much caught up in this throng of merry-goers. And they seem to be willing to have you around, but they're like, you're working. Shouldn't you be working? Isn't everybody here working? We paid to be on the caravan. But Ekamon is working. Yeah, but Ekamon did an awesome thing. Yeah. So we're going to have a flag and a mead with Ekamon. Everybody else is not working. And they all seem to be working. I'm making money. <laughs> <laughs> you work them gold, girls. Yeah. All them yeah. money. You money, rolled money. them bones. I would like to talk with my coworker. That's part of work. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead. So I'm going to pull Ekamon aside. Thogmog is there too. Okay. Yeah, he's... 
arms slung around Ekamon. So even as I pull Ekamon aside, he comes. There's no there's no separating Thokmog from Ekamon at this point until they've shared a flagon of mead. The caravan is continuing to travel. Just so everyone is aware, the wagons are still moving along. You're all doing stuff as the wagons are slowly moving. The drowned warg is slowly left behind. So, Ekamon, can I just talk to you for a second? Hey, Dree. I'm drinking mead. Is now not a good time then? Oh no, I can totally talk now. Thogmog, I'll get back to you. You're really cool. Yay! Pursue those orcish dreams of yours. Yeah, I. but we were talking about that. I'll be right back. I just need to really quickly talk to them. Oh. Really quickly, don't worry. I'll be right back. No, it's fine. No, I, I fish around in my pockets. He takes his mead flagon back, goes on his way. Sorry, dude, I didn't mean to like poop on your party <laughs> I, well, I you did I, i'm sorry I, I just wanted to ask you something sure what's up driz ah no <laughs> sorry you still don't like that dree it, it's, it's just drizzle it's really easy right yeah <laughs> drizzle. <laughs> sure what's up drizzle i i just wanted to ask like what happened with the work i didn't see all at all i know it's just it looked didn't Look so great. <laughs> I just sung at it. That's all. Just looked kind of extreme. Yeah. Sometimes I forget how powerful songs can really be. Okay then. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is like watching an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm right now. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, come on. You're left standing in the dust. As Drizelle takes her leave, your caravan goers have largely gone back to their normal things. You're not that far from the dead warg, actually. You turn, look behind you down the trail, and the warg twitches once and lays still. Is it not dead dead? No, it's dead. It wasn't like, that's a death throw or something like that. It (laughs) drowned. It's like, if it's still suffering, I'm going back there. (laughs) Finish it off. No, it is assuredly (laughs) deceased in the most saddest of ways. Drizelle vanishes off down the road. Do you scamper off? No, like as big of a stride as an elf can manage. Kind of like really big, short, short big stride. It's like a, you're a really short elf. Yeah, I, yeah. Shortest but elves. like to me, it's my big oh, boy stride. Very cocksure stride <laughs> yes. of Drizelle. Just going down. She the adjusts road. her Jill as she moves <laughs> along the road. Yes. That event has passed. <laughs> that was quite an event. Mm hmm. Yes. That did not go the way I thought it was going to go. <laughs> I wasn't expecting, you are a fish, fish, fish to really kill it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. No one saw that coming. You I did. You killed it the most. You killed it. What level spell was that that you cast? Level, level one spell, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, how many how many of those do you get? I really wanted the war as a pet. You just took it away from me. Well, I me. think it died so easily because it was already like wounded. Several days pass. You approach a difficult part of the journey. Laura Hannah prepares everyone. You're about 10 days into the trip as it is right now. Other than Thogmog, none of you are very much aware of who the other people on the caravan are. No one has taken any time so far or indicated to me that they want to take any time so far to learn who the people are that they are protecting on the caravan road. Damn, Ekamon would be all over that shit. Is he now? Because he wasn't to begin with. (laughs) (laughs) Other than Thogmog, who seems a bit put off. Actually, I think that Dimple actually would start to try to, because Laura probably got annoyed with her after a while and... She doesn't want to go back to Fendel's wagon, so she's going to, like, 
attempt to find out more. Can you just make a persuasion check on your conversations with Laura Hanna? Sure. 11. So she doesn't actually get irritated with all of your chatter and talk, but you're still more than welcome to go and meet someone else of the caravan. I would like to meet somebody else, like some sort of blind dating of a caravan. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's kind of like that, isn't it? Speed dating. D&D Kind of speed dating. (laughs) Swipe Swipe left. left. Can I just get you, Marie Claire, to roll a D6, please? Woo! Four. Page, pick one or two. Two. You have encountered a tailor specializing in flashy high-end robes, hats, boots, and capes, continually modeling his own wares, stepping out each day in increasingly unbelievable outfits. That is the individual you encounter in wagon number three. I'm super impressed with this person as I also... Am in quite nice apparel. Exactly. He points that out and says several things about the quality of your garb and that he could do better if you would like to inspect or pursue. Nonetheless, can you give me a D6 roll to determine what this person's attitude is? Six. He is wide-eyed and idealistic at his opportunities that will await him in Grey Haven, for a city so gloomily named needs as much vibrant color and life as possible. I agree. Well, that conversation goes well on into the afternoon as you talk about fabric and clothes and other things. Is that chemise? A shirt? Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> but I thank you so much for your attempt at understanding what I'm doing. Um, Aaron, what race is this peddler? It'd be a halfling. All right. <laughs> yes, there you are. And Allison, what is his name? Bezel. Excellent. There you are. Bezel the halfling. I pronounce his name Bizel. <laughs> oh, he immediately stops talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> By accident. (laughs) He knows a great deal about the Dandy Drakes. He's well acquainted with their largesse and fame. Nonetheless, you have had an interaction with a peddler on the way. Did anyone else want to interact with anyone in the caravan as you were driving along? I have these beautiful dungeon-in-a-box generated ways of filling the caravan with delightful and interesting people. Unfortunately, Vestrad's very timid at getting to know new people because so many have died in the past when he was a soldier. So there's very select few that he decides to talk to because he doesn't want to get attached. Right. And he probably tells them that. Mm-hmm. So when you were gambling with that one person, mm-hmm. let's roll and see where that person came from. So roll All a right. d6. Six. And now roll it again. Three. You have encountered a trader with goods. They are dry goods. Bags of nails, candles, coils of rope, Empty bottles, fishing tackle, flasks of oil, lanterns, saddles, simple tools, and wooden chests. And he talks like, hey, yep, that's right. That's what I got. This is the gambling station right here with my roll of dice. That's what I did. And uh, what race is he, Chelsea? He is a half dwarf. Huh? Wow. Okay, he's a half dwarf. Which I've never heard of. Before. I haven't either. But he's just a dwarf. He's just a dwarf. He's he, a dwarf. He's no, no. no it's committed. I, I'm committed to this because he is a half dwarf because he doesn't have a beard. Oh, so he looks like a child. <laughs> like You're a, talking to a, a chub, child. Chubby child, like in Lord of the Rings, like how no, those few like dwarves a, have like with wrinkles. What are they? Looks like an, in Lord of the Rings in the Hobbit. There were dwarves in that. Yes, yeah, they're not half. Finny, no, but they. Feely and Keely. Feely and Keely. Oin and Gloin. They had not much. Biffer, Boffer, Bomber. It's because they were Thorin? so young. Doran. You just keep naming people. <laughs> That's, 
I can, bleep and bloop. I can name. Those are not dwarves. I can name all 20 that dwarves. That you know. I know all Angry. seven. No, now no, you have to. Dopey. Sleepy. Now you have to put up or shut up. Seriously. Happy, grumpy, dopey, sleepy, bashful. Sneezy. Sneezy doc. What about the, the other, other 13? You did not need to help me. The other 13. Uh, Orin, Doran, Thorin, Oin, Gloin, Feely, Keely, Biffer, Boffer, Bomber. Rudolph. Um, Three more fingers. Whoa. <laughs> well, not, Aww, that's not fair. Then we got to start at the beginning super now. Not fair. Anyway, we'll move on. Let it be known. I know my dwarves. On that side note. <laughs> yes, and a half dwarf. What's their name, Marie Claire? Sero. With a with like three S's apparently. <laughs> Sero. And I just need a D six roll again to determine their outlook. Four. He's cranky, he's exhausted, he's worn out by the long trip, the dust, the bumps on the road. He just wants to be done with it already. But he's gambling with you, and that's the individual you make. And he's like, Well, you won. I'm done. Don't talk to me anymore. You're a guard. You'll probably die. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> Somebody walking by, their mouth <laughs> drops because you had said the same. Th- I don't need to get to know you. You will probably die <laughs> earlier. And they're, they're like, their mouth just drops. They don't say anything. And they continue, like they cross to the other side of the wagons to just be away from that scene. <laughs> and Sorrow says, it's true, though. That's fair. <laughs> huh. In another world, in another life, the two of you share a long and very vigorous hug, bro hug style thing, but that doesn't happen in this world. The two of you stand there thinking about how much in common the two of you have before you he gruffly clears his throat and turns back to his business. With that lovely interlude aside, you approach the most difficult part of the caravan trip. Laura Hanna tells you all one evening before rest that upon the next day you will encounter the windless hill. So it's just a hill. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> fine. The windy hill sounds terrible. Windless hill sounds fine. Are they alive with the sound of music? She says, it's a long, steep embankment. And it's the only way in forward here. It's too steep for heavenly wagon. Heavenly? <laughs> <laughs> it's too steep for heavily laden wagons to traverse without aid. A slow and laborious process that involves dragging all of the wagons up the slope with a heavy winch called a windlass, which is why it's called that. I don't know why you made the wind comments you did, but nonetheless. So I'll need half, at least half of the guards to help pull the wagons up the, over the hill, and uh, it's not an easy process. So get a good rest. Well, this is going to go terribly. Aren't most of us small? Yeah. No, I'm strong. No, you're big and strong. strong. You're still technically medium-sized. It's true. This is all in character, just to be clear. Oh, yeah. It's all in character. (laughs) Don't worry, you're fun size. (laughs) I don't think that you're that small. I don't think I'm that big either. (laughs) Guys, just for your information, I'm very tall, but I'm not very strong. I can stab things with my horns, though, if that helps. (laughs) Are you counting your horns as tall? Because you're not, like, tall. You're, like... Like oh. two of you. Yeah, but yeah. Only with the horns. The I'm horns are two foot feet. Myself. Who counts the horns? That one. I'm like six foot myself. <laughs> so I'm like eight foot. What? Okay, now you're just adding feet. <laughs> <laughs> Ekamon has two foot long horns. Yeah. Sorry. Ekamon has one two foot long horn. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I have one half foot long horn. <laughs> it broke. That's a different story. Oh, I did miss that one. Oh, that story has never come up. Yeah. How close is this hill to us right now? You're nowhere near it. Okay. It will be the next day. The party takes their rest for the evening. And upon awakening in the morning, the sun is, of course, shining. 
birds are chirping and the caravan sets off and there is a steady increase to the travel that wears the horses down throughout the day and around lunchtime the caravan stops and those who are in the lead sees there is a dramatic bend in the road as it leads up this long, steep embankment. I would say it's about a 22 to 25 degree incline, and it's at least three miles long. And there is a huge, long winch connected to it at the top, to this old, gnarled tree that has the rusted iron clasp around it and this big weighty chain well i feel like that's gonna break (sighs) (laughs) 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 who who does ekavon say that to to himself certainly someone is right there (laughs) it's like a mending situation do you happen to have mending yeah who's got magic stuff I have magic, but that ain't one of them. Not I've got that. cure wounds. Can I cure wounds on a, <laughs> on a tree? Can you on a wounded tree. I'm going to jump down from whatever wagon I happen to be riding in and say, come on, let's go. We've been given our directions. Laura, Hannah, whose wagon you're riding on, says, you can, you can stop for lunch first. There's, <laughs> <laughs> there's lots of time to get things ready. It's, it is the lunch hour. Oh, that means it's time to cook right palazar yes would you mind cooking up something of course laura hannah smiles and in fact balasar if you're the only one with survival i have survival now then anyone who has survival has largely been responsible for the cooking <laughs> for the last couple of days it does not appear that laura hannah knows exactly what to do to make food to be a functional person you warm oh you have to warm the bread on both sides to get toast mm, grilled cheese. sort of thing all right with that you have melted cheese on toast that is smushed together and that is the official title of it it doesn't have the catchy appeal and thus never sells <laughs> the branding is just terrible and off you eat your meal as soon as lunch is done dimple like you know, brushes her hands from the crumbs of the melted cheese to- on toast <laughs> and says, come on, let's go. Was there any discussion, Dimple, prior to you doing that about the windlass and oh, pulling the wagon? I would like up? to ask Laura how to do it. Yeah. Okay. Was there any discussion with the group on how to do it? Well, I assume Laura knows the best approach. So I'm going to ask her first. And then if if yeah. her answer seems like it's full of garbage, then I'll ask the group. She's like, I already explained the whole process to you. you go up to the top. You pull the wagons up using the windlass. Oh, right. I remember. Thanks. Vestrad sees this exchange and he's like, well, I'm strong. I can do this. And he goes and starts to try and pull the wagon <laughs> up because <laughs> he's strong. He can handle a wagon. He can't handle a wagon. <laughs> right. No. I mean, uh, you could roll an athletics check. Actually, it could be pretty well. All right. Roll it up. Oh, not so well. No, I mean, you rolled a d12. 12. You, you rolled a d12. Rolled a d12. <laughs> so. Still not. It's the not same number. <laughs> well done. But 
I did get 12. <laughs> you just don't have enough leverage and you have to haul a wagon up a 25 degree plane. I take it that you just went and grabbed a wagon and started to try to pull it up the hill. Oh, that's exactly what happened. Okay. Yeah. That, you, yeah. No. Everyone sees Vistrad struggle mightily and working hard. And so is the hook for the winch at the bottom of the hill? There is a hook for the winch at the bottom of the hill. I thought it was at the top. We had to go up that. Yeah, we hill had, we had to go up down. and then bring it down. Just, just, sure, absolutely. That that's what that Laura that had said. definitely had to happen over the course of the lunch. Somebody had to go get that chain with the hook on it and bring it all the way down and hook up a wagon. Then I say, "All right, Vistrad, come up the hill with me, please." I am very feared that I have not done a good job with the color of this scene. Well, so, and Laura was like zero help. <laughs> <laughs> You go up and you do the thing. Okay. It's a very long, steep hill. The horses cannot pull the wagons up themselves. You need to go up and get the chain with the large hook, bring it down, and hook that thing over the uh, stay, whatever that is, the block between the two horses. And then the horses will begin to pull while you guys will winch them up. Is the winch at the top of the hill or the bottom of the hill? The winch is at the top of the hill. Okay. It's like, okay, a, I get. like a crank type thing probably or or like or is a it like thing. a donkey thing where we all have to like in a circle i can't describe it like horizontal or vertical which way is the thing turning conan the barbarian like like we all push yeah yeah that's what that'd I was be thinking. cool okay so this was the conversation i expected to happen over lunch as you all while we're <laughs> eating our smush cheese sandwiches as you all deliberate on what exactly you're gonna need to do you finish your meal everyone is satisfied satiated and heads up the hill to see what it is that they need to do laura hannah remains behind and says well once you bring the chain down i'll hook it appropriately and correctly to the horses all right okay one of us should probably stay down at the bottom of the hill just in case there's an attack or something because we're leaving an unguarded caravan at the bottom of the hill with all the fighters going up the hill all the guards yeah who would you like to pick to remain behind and split the party. Uh, I volunteer as tribute. Balasar does or Brian does? Well, I can't. Balasar no, does. you're str- you're stronger than me. You should go up this the hill. This should be a weaker person. I can cast like spells. But isn't Vestrad at the top of the hill? I can cast spells, so it should. I'm be... not going to be able to do it by myself. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I can use. I can. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If Balasar goes up the hill and Brian stays down the hill, Brian's not really a guard. Oh, well, and I don't no, know. But Brian's my helper, so we still get points for him. Want to split the party? I don't. Know. I don't know. If what she does kind of have a good point, though. Are you going to leave the thing Ekman we're supposed to protect point. unguarded? I'm just saying we've ran into the issue before where we split the party and two people died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're n- we're not too far apart, though. I think two people should stay here that can do maybe ranged attacks and see. That way, if something bad goes on, then they can at least keep it at a distance. Yeah, because you're going to be yeah. three miles away. Yeah. Yeah. You'll still see everything, but you won't be able to do anything because it's three miles. Yeah. I've got like 120 foot spells. Now that won't work. I yeah. can roll down the hill and then but, karate Because I have range attack and I'm not super strong. Yeah. So the two and of us. And you guys don't really know me and you don't care. So that's fine. The two of us can <laughs> stay. Yeah, I know you. You and know then... me. That's true. But we haven't been hanging out as yeah, of late. I trained you. You were my little I sister. appreciate <laughs> the work that you've done for my family mm. to sell more products. Do you care that I live or die? I care Not. that all people live or die. I'm a good person. We're all good. Oh, and Vestrads, just so you know, one of his things is he would lay down his life with the people he served with. So basically mm. anyone that is serving with him, he would 
jump and, in and, and I, I, I sort of feel responsible for you like you're an employee so you wouldn't let me go down or you wouldn't let me do it by myself I wouldn't let you die. No, How did this no, no, no. Who but dies. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we have come to a decision where Dimple, I'm gonna say, Drizelle, are down at the hill. Are down at the hill with Brian, because we should keep one person of muscle there. He's not. Brian really is not muscle. Brian was a bandit. He would have some muscle, wouldn't he? Yeah, I don't think he was a good bandit. Brian. What does Brian say? We're talking about you. In. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I'll just ask Brian. Hey, Brian, do you want to come and help us push the winch or stay down here and protect the caravan? Yeah. I'll stay at the bottom, yo. I thought you were a surfer. Nah, it's not, not good. <laughs> I'll stay at the bottom. Okay. You like the bottom. Word. I do, too. That's weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> you had to say wink. We can't just yeah. wink. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> I accept that. So only three of you are heading up the hill? Mm-hmm. Two of you remaining below. Mm-hmm. Why is Drizel staying behind? I'm not very strong. I th- I thought we needed like <laughs> long. What distance. is your character's strength? Yeah, you're stronger well, than I, I am. Three, I guess. You're actually really strong. I am actually Ekamon strong. Ekamon should stay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. What Ekamon, you? what's your strength? Fifteen. <laughs> oh, I'm at I'm a twelve. Everyone, so I'm <laughs> stay here. What's well, your plus to strength? One. Yeah, you're still a plus one. You're yeah. still stronger than the average person. I have phenomenal cosmic powers. And an itty bitty little thing spins here. <laughs> did you just point to all of you? I How did. far away is this? The hill you said is three miles? Yeah, about three miles of pulling. That's what I'm saying. Our range attacks can't help. Of pulling. Okay, well, we need to figure out what the winch is anyways first before we have a set game plan. So instead of having smushy grilled cheese sandwiches, can we say Ekamon went up the hill to see what the winch looked like? Because someone had to go no. and bring it down. Um, yeah. I don't want to retcon anything. Somebody goes up and gets and brings it down. But none of, none okay. of the f- us. No. Someone else. Somebody has to run up there and get it. I mean, somebody can go get it now while you guys go head up there. Like all five of you could head up the hill at this point. Take then a look at it. two of you could bring the, yeah, the sure. chain we'll back do down to, for, for Although more. then the, the caravan is unguarded for moments. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I feel like we're overthinking this and we should just go up the yeah. hill. More, more than likely. <laughs> so sure. when we get up to the hill, then we decide who comes back down with it. Yeah, let's do And that. stays sure. down. Yeah. You get to the top of the okay, hill. cool. All five of you head to the top and bandits descend upon the caravan and all is lost. I knew in the it. You no, suck. I'm just <laughs> you son of a bitch. No. And, uh, the forest of magma erupts and kills yeah. the caravan. But you all live because you're at the top of the hill. No. The caravan remains behind waiting. The five of you head up to the top of the hill. You get to the top and you can see four miles when you arrive. It is a glorious vista, probably one of the more beautiful natural scenes that you have ever witnessed in your short or long lives. To the north, when you look up, you can see these thick, heavy rain clouds dropping gigantically thick droplets of water as a heavy storm falls over the forests to the north. Several miles away, it's still a bright sunny day for you guys. I mean, living here in Alberta, we all know what that looks like, right? Where you can see like, it's horrible over there, but over there <laughs> is a long ways away. And that's what it's like. To the west, you feel like you can almost make out Greyhaven. There seems to be some sort of scudding in the distance on the horizon. You're not too sure what that could be. 
you don't think you can see Grey Haven because it is still yet eight, nine days away, but you can't see it yet. And then to the south, just down the embankment from where you're at right now, there is a loose gathering of overgrown stone men here's that rise out of a grassy clearing. They look to be remnants of a civilization long forgotten. And for everyone here, because you all have more than basic perception, you can see that the Rones still bear graven runes. What are men hairs? I'm Thank sorry, you. I'm not familiar with that <laughs> word. Ditto. Men hairs. Men hairs, right? Hears. Men hears. Men don't hear. They don't, they don't hear listen. at all. Yeah. <laughs> Men don't hear. Yeah. They look like this. Oh, okay. Oh, like, like Stonehenge. Oh. Yes, they are large stone so obelisks and men columns. Is yeah. what it's called. M e n h i r. Oh, I actually knew that. Yeah. The more you know. You're like I have seen that the word in a book before. You know. Rainbow Star. <laughs> but of more import and directly relevant to the situation at hand is the windlass. Mm. It is the long chain, the big, long hook on it, stretches, you know, wraps around the tree, and can be pulled this uh, this entire length down. The windlass itself is kind of like a goat clasp where it has to be pushed and pulled and pushed and pulled as it winches through the chain. So you have to now unhook it and unwind the giant furl of chain. And each wagon will need to be slowly dragged up the hill and then slowly lowered down the other side. I was hoping for some sort of Mario Kart situation where we got to race the carts to the bottom. <gasps> but I'm guessing that's not going to happen. I feel like that would be a bad idea. Red shells? <laughs> no? Okay. No, you, you just turn into a bullet bill and you're done. You, you win. Yay. Cool. Let's start this process. So it looks like two people can handle the windlass at any given time with a third helping with the chain. Okay. I'm going to escort the chain back down to help. Perfect. Yeah. I think that we probably need to carry the chain down every time, right? Once we unhook. Do we do the full hill or do we just do half the hill? We probably do the full hill, eh? Can we start we pushing the, the like yeah. cuz we're at right the bottom. Yeah. So, uh, can one person take the chain down? Uh two people will need to take the chain down. Okay, so myself and Dimple should take the mm -hmm. chain down cuz you three are the strongest. strongest. And you said two people are needed on the winch plus one to one more to manage helper. the chain. Is managing the chain a heavy task or a light? Yeah, easy task. You haven't figured that out yet. Hmm. Can we'll we test this while once. we're up on the hill? Absolutely. Awesome. Let's test this out. So you have a quick discussion. You realize that somebody needs to push the windlass while another person is pulling, and then you will reverse, push and pull. And while you're handling that, the chain, because it is wrapped the way it is around this tree, needs to be cajoled by somebody dexterously hmm. so that it goes into the windlass to be lowered down and raised back up. So you can put the windlass into the off position to lower the chain the length you need to go, and then you'll need to winch it slowly back up, but quickly because the horses will be pulling as well. So someone dexterously will need to manage that while the other two people make strength athletics checks to pull on the winch and push on the winch. Who's got the best? I was going to say, I think I should do the winching. Plus three strength and then we both athletics. We have plus six. Plus four. What? 
Oh, I have plus six. Do you have athletics? <laughs> I have athletics, though. Do you have athletics? Oh, sorry. I have Strength six. Strength is six. And I have athletics as well. Yeah, we have both. They'll do the chainy thing then. The chain <laughs> will hold us together. I was going to say you're stronger than me, though. So something that I'm thinking that might be helpful is if we have the winch people. <laughs> so if I guide the chain and then having you, because you're stronger, trying to push, pushing the caravans with the horses partway up the hill might so help. that we're not having to pull them all the way up the hill and waste that much more time. So it's a bit faster, maybe. I don't know how much help actually pushing a well, giant I, caravan is going to be. Don't forget, I tried to pull the caravan and was very unsuccessful. Yeah, I don't know how strength. helpful <laughs> adding a push to a giant, like a caravan is really going to do to it. I'm kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was thinking if two people are pushing it from behind. Burst, and was he pulling it by himself or were the horses also pulling i think the horses his he pulled like where we're hooking it up he was pulling from there with the horses so he was trying to help the horses pull it was not helping it didn't work yeah i don't think pushing a caravan's really helpful would you like to know <laughs> what you need to do for the rules in order Uh-oh. to to accomplish this there are rules yes okay all right <laughs> so that ah, crap the two people who are pushing and pulling the winch will roll their strength athletics checks the better you do the fewer dice the dexterity person will have to stack so there are eight wagons there will be 20 dice that the person will need to stack on top of each other to create a tower of 20 dice. I don't have dexterity in real life. <laughs> Just awesome. in the game. You have made your choices. <laughs> Can I have all D6s? I was they are, say, do they have to be different uh, They are this? all D6s. Okay, thank I goodness. <laughs> That's a Ekamon slash Chelsea job. Nope. It was you. chosen no. that your character would be the one to I dexterously handle I this don't task. Choose, 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 choose you, though. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, give me. I'll do my best. I'm, I'm not done. Oh, I don't like this game anymore. <laughs> You're perfectly fine watching Chelsea have to make up a song on the spot. But when I ask you to stack dice, the numbers of which will grow precipitously lower depending on how well your friends oh, succeed. Although now I'm appreciating the fact that people can't see what I'm doing. That is very helpful in me being okay with this. Exactly. <laughs> I have a giant mitful of six-sided dice that you will need to stack one on top of each other. Now, I am not callous at all. If you fail and the dice tower falls at any given point, that will be one mark against you. However, you can always hand off the duty to another individual to handle the chain. After I fail? After you knock the dice down. Okay. But there will only be three opportunities for failure. If you guys knock the dice tower down three times, you will have to spend the rest of the day and unload all of the unnecessary water, salt barrels, and other things to lighten the load for the caravan and leave them behind. But... If we roll really well, it gets easier. It is much easier. So the simple difficulty on the check to remove one die is 15. You need a 15 on the check 
in order to remove a single die. But between the two of them? Like one of them has to get 15 each, or more? If each. they each roll ho- higher than 15, they will get to remove two dice. Okay. If you roll higher than 17, you get to remove two dice. And if you roll higher than 20, you get to roll three dice. If you roll higher than that, I haven't figured it out, but I doubtlessly <laughs> will remove even more dice than that. <laughs> now you said higher than 15. What happens if we roll 15 exactly? Is 15 considered higher than Yeah, 15? that's one die. Okay. Yeah, you'll get to remove one dice from the stack of 20 dice. Do we have to do this for every caravan? <laughs> for every wagon on the caravan? No, I am not so heartless that's, as all of that. <laughs> that's all we would do tonight. Yeah, that <laughs> would just, just be this. straight rolling. Watching, watching me stack dice. That's what this <laughs> is going to be. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be great. So how many times do we get to roll? Just once? You'll be rolling one time. Ooh, so much pressure. Blow on them with all your love. I and blew on luck. them four times already. Can you use advantage? That's up to them. I'd like to use advantage, please. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll toss some advantage. You may not roll until Allison gets to 10 dice stacked. Oh, are you joking? No. What's the point of reducing it? Because it's 20 dice. It's a lot of dice. All right, I will go and set these up. <laughs> They're not even the same size remotely. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> Actually, that, that that's actually help. a really good thing. You want to put those big ones at the bottom and then Thanks. build it up. All right. You may begin your stacking. I want commentating as I do this. When I feel like nobody should touch the table because they shake really Question. easily. Question. This, this is much like the Swedish stacking. Is there a way that she yeah, has to oh, stack? Oh, it doesn't have to be one on top of the other. Yeah. Why would I think that? Can I was going to ask if we, style? They have, as I said, clearly, Tower. you must stack one on, on top, top of, of the other. You did say that. Yeah. She's going with a rather apropos stacking style. Once again, dexterity on paper, not in life. So what? Wait, ha- wait, you're the stacker. I'm supposed to be the commentator. Sorry, go on. Yeah. So sh- her stacking them now, does that count as if they knock over? It counts as a failure? even? Yes, though? this has begun. Oh, okay. But she may not roll the dice until she gets to 10. That is a failure. So I'm going to pass it off to somebody else. <laughs> you didn't even care. I did care. I actually was um, trying. I don't know if you... I, <laughs> I was. You definitely seemed like you cared and you tried. Thank you. Yes. I would very much recommend, Ekamon, that you spend a lot of time focused on the, the positioning of those first five dice. Yeah, got it. I'm going to take off my headset for this. Sure. If you feel the need to... <laughs> you need to focus. Focus. <laughs> focus hard. Chelsea's well known in stacking circles. She used to stack at the Nordvark Stacking Center which is to the northeast. Nordvark is, of course, the former world champion dice stacker, stacking 27 dice in under 10 seconds. It looks slanted. Chelsea's going for a new style of stacking with two are hands. The that, are the rules that you stated the only rules of the game? I'm, I'm confused. Are you thinking about doing something that you would consider to be cheating? Possibly. Well, I, <laughs> I'm not a fan of cheating, so... But what is if it it's not you, in the rules... What is it that you wanted to do, though? <laughs> I was going to take a book. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there must or be can a I hold it? And like, what, what I am attempting to create is if, can if for I re- you to, I would like you all to create a freestanding men here. That's really what I'm trying okay. to get you to create. Can I readjust them as I go? Absolutely. Yes. There's no discrepancies on you uh, being able to continue to manipulate and play with them so that they don't fall. Because the goal is to not let them fall while your comrades are moving them about. And of course, this is... A very difficult feat, stacking 20 dice end over end. It should be over 
a foot and a half by the time she's done. Yeah, it would be. That's a lot of dice. She has finished her seventh die. She's working on her eighth and potentially ninth at the same time. I don't know. Her style is unique and robust. Much like a fine Chilean red wine, all falls silent. (laughs) It's not doable, man. (laughs) Did you test this out before so you made sure it worked? (laughs) I feel like I'm also... Go get some tape. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I don't care. Pick it up. Okay. Move it around. You've you have not not nothing has fallen, and that is the rule that uh needs to not be <laughs> adhered need to be adhered to. There we go. Nothing has fallen. <laughs> That's the problem is is that like you keep, keep putting the pressure, it's gotta be right? yeah, and it has to be freestanding at the end. So you can get it to ten. Uh I am fine with that. Oh That's I think nine. you're at eight. Two more, and then the dice get to be rolled, and then we hope for over 20s. Just way too much pressure. Aaron has left the table. He felt too much pressure to be anywhere near this sort of endeavor. Oh my god. Period. All right, we are at 10. The dice must now be rolled. Roll, and what if their roll makes it fall over for some god? Shouldn't happen. They're on a different table. So, who is pushing and who is pulling? I like to push. <laughs> I pull. <laughs> That's my uncle. Gross. <laughs> They've spent their gems to ensure that they have advantage, and now the dice will tell the tale. <laughs> Close. But wow. Like, good. But Aaron, of course, is always the poor roller, so we take his number first. 23. Oh, my God. Yeah. 25. Oh, my God. <gasps> Double yes! Woo-hoo! Yeah, my dice! So you only need two more dice Yay! to finish this tower of 12. You got this. Don't fuck up. Oh my gosh, guys. Don't totally different that. encouraging approaches right there. <laughs> the wagons proceed up and down, up and down. Guys. A stiff wind could knock the dice over at any moment. A stiff erection could knock this erection over at any moment. Will Chelsea be overcome by the giggles and cause it to? We we all we'll all know what a freestand is. It it's going to it's fine. She's got it. Here's the twelfth die. One, two, three. We have a freestanding twelve. That is more than enough. You have successfully. Bonus. <laughs> I just wanted to see if it would work. <laughs> Everyone who witnessed the splendor at the top of the windless hill and everyone who worked so hard to ensure that the caravan made its way up and down the windless hill all gets a white gem of inspiration. Yeah, nice. I was going to do the Japanese village thing. <laughs> just kidding, I won't. <laughs> This takes the rest of the afternoon. There is an encampment location here. However, the sun is still in the sky as camp is made and everyone in the caravan is impressed by the skills and able working of the caravan guards who have successfully helped the caravan go up and down the windless hill. And you realize that that Grouping of men here is but, no, 400, 500 feet away. 
not too far if anyone wished to investigate it. Totally. Or I will. Uh, can I roll a history check on them? Absolutely. First? But you'd need to go and look at them. You wouldn't like, be able to I, make I don't a know anything check. about them based not on the where distance. their location is and like knowing about them. There's not some sort of weird There's story. not like you can't determine from where you are. You just got to see them jutting up from a clearing within the forest and you could see the runes but not make out hide or hair. I was more worried about like spook stories or ghost stories about that like, haunted house in Illinois earth. How long did it take to go up and down the hill uh as i said the, most of the afternoon mm. it is only a couple of hours until sunset camp is already being made okay i'll go too and laura hannah is cheerful as she uh looks to one of you to make dinner and realizes that the group is heading off <laughs> to go and investigate the men here's and she says she'll figure it out herself go you've earned your time off and your reprieve she says Ekamon is making his way towards them in here. I'm uh, skipping along behind. Everyone together, right? Yeah. Or yeah. did you just All rush together. off on your own? No. Oh, I wasn't really waiting for them. I was just going because I was... Except Vestrad runs up beside Ekamon and tries to get some time to speak with them because it's been a while since he's talked to his brother. Yeah, what did you buy, Ekamon? A bracelet. Oh, okay. Well, I, I bought the materials to make him a bracelet. Wow. Yeah. And have you made the bracelet? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Can you describe the bracelet for me? The basis of the bracelet is made of twine, and there's these little silver rings on some parts of it, but definitely in no certain pattern. They've just randomly been put on there. And then it looks like he tried to change the color of the twine with some dirt <laughs> to try and make it darker. <laughs> and then there's just this beautiful little clasp that he had one of the metal workers put together so that it would fit on his wrist. That's a very nice color. You may have a moat. Oh, thanks. You have made a beautiful friendship bracelet. Now give it to your friend. <laughs> wow, some great podcasting. Um, Ekamon, yes. I um you know, with you being my brother, um, and my friend, I don't have too many because so many people die in my life. Like my other brother. I want to give you this friendship bracelet to always be with me. Would you accept? Ekamon takes the bracelet normally not being the huggy type he's a bit unsure of what to do so spreads his arms <laughs> like he's seen people do so he's standing there in this weird T formation like he's gonna hug but he's still not sure exactly the process of what a hug is so he just kind of like awkwardly reaches towards the strad kind of encircling his body but not <laughs> touching it because he's not sure what is the right thing and of course at the very last second Ekamon rears his head back to make sure his horns do not go near <laughs> or happen to hurt of course yeah his head's up the whole time he's not <laughs> yeah exa exactly yeah. like initially like oh, oh no no let Ray keep that head up you know <laughs> yeah his his head is tilted way far back so his neck is like hello neck <laughs> And it gives perfect opportunity for Vestrad to just kind of nuzzle his head as he hugs oh. into that <laughs> neck area. Oh, that that choice neck area. Yep. When Vestrad actually comes in for the hug, Ekamon actually fully encircles. Aww. Okay, and gives Vestrad a good, firm hug. And then pats his back three times. Thank you. That was a beautiful moment. That's your D&D, &D, guys. <laughs>
You're the last two to approach the men here's. The other three have gone on ahead, probably uncomfortable by this display of masculine affection, openness, and brotherly love. You may make your arcana checks to determine what these things are all about. Wow, for a musclehead, I'm actually not bad in this. For someone who uses magic, I am. You should have spent one of your gems for... Ah, fuck! I mean, you have like six of them. I know. I keep forgetting. I that's what I do. Okay. That's okay. Can you like remind me that I can spend? How about you just preemptively spend one now, and then next time I'll just let you have advantage, and I'll tell you about it beforehand. That's a good deal. Thank you. With that, did anyone beat a ten? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck me. Nope. (laughs) All right, Balasar and Ekamon. Are looking Ooh, at shiny, the, <laughs> looking at the looking at their feet, or you're just not well acquainted with the Magic. runic symbols of the Euphorenic language. Ooh. Oh, I would be because it's my family history. While it is written in some ancient and antique Elven script, it refers when you look at it and make hide nor hair of it. It refers to gods long gone from this world that these ancient gods have left this realm that the Greenwald finds itself in and new gods had taken their place so those that are named upon these scriptions in the men here are not ones anyone is familiar with doesn't matter how well you make on a religion check you will not know who these gods are but you are aware that there is magic still within these stones that your successful arcana checks tells you that there is magic that can be brought to life and imbue one possession, one soul possession, with a special permanent magical essence. Like one each or just one? Just one. I ended up getting a 21. Do I feel like it has to be like a magic user that activates this or could it be anybody? Whoever, well, those of you who succeeded at your arcana check understand the words that need to be spoken and where the item needs to be placed for this magic to be brought back to life. I'll arm wrestle you (laughs) to see who gets to do it. If you care that much, please do go ahead. Is this a trap? Are you sensing something I'm not? No. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> do you tell or inform the other two party members who oh, failed yeah. at this? I'll one? explain the intention of the arcane scrawl on these rocks and that there seems to be some lingering magics that could imbue an item with phenomenal power. Mainly that I want to see Vistrad cast magic. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good arcana for a fighter, you know? What do you take out? So should it be like a weapon or... Yeah, it could be a weapon. My dagger from a fallen enemy? <laughs> yes. The one from my family that caused all the issues? Absolutely. Sounds perfect. Let's do that. <laughs> okay. You take the dagger. You place it reverently in the cradle or whatever it is that is required by these men here. You speak... The words. What are those words? <laughs> and at the end of that, 
uh, as assisted by Dimple and by Drizelle. Oh, and you have to come up with other parts of the word. So I add on to it? So sh- Oh, sorry, I didn't add on to it. Just do the whole thing again. Roxy. Bloop, bloop. I will accept that. The security alarm is unlocked. I was the, thinking like a car, like you're locking. I, 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 yeah. you, you nailed that. <laughs> and oh. you have to state your name as part of whatever this command is. But you're really not sure exactly what you're saying. But you have to say <laughs> your name at the end. Vastrode van der Goel. The <laughs> dagger <laughs> begins to glow with a gentle light and it drifts into the air and hovers near you casting a bright light in a 20 foot radius dim light out to an additional 20 feet it remains at that height relative you relative to you and stays within five feet of you at all times if you speak the command word (laughs) it will revert back to its normal type or if you speak the command word it will lift up and we'll float. Would you like to know what the command word is? Mm-hmm. It's your character's name. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Anyone could say oh. your character's name. Oh. <laughs> and cause the item to raise and glow. Like the full name, right? Yeah, yes. like yeah. my last okay. name, too. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Okay. Hey, hey, Vestrade, Vestrade. <laughs> and, the, and the dagger just keeps going up and down and up and down. Now, now I imagine the conversation earlier. Vestrade, the last name doesn't matter. <laughs> Too many letters. Too many letters. <laughs> you spend your time around the men here, but you realize that the magic that once suffused them has permanently found a home in the Uferenic dagger that Vestrade carries. The light that glowed around them as you said these arcane words goes out to likely never glow again. It looks as though this is an ancient shrine or whatnot to the Euphorenic civilization or within the civilization therein. And was there anything else anyone would like to know about these men here? I still want to do a history check. I know we did the arcana, but I just wanted to kind of try to understand. I don't know how much more history I could give you, but... I mean, I, I just wanted to understand... The original intention was it just as a temple, these former gods? Absolutely, yeah. It's a shrine of some sort that has fallen over many, many years. Okay, I'm going to take out um, a piece of paper and just kind of draw the hill in like kind of a rough, you know, where Mariposa is, where I've seen Greyhaven off in the distance or what I think is Greyhaven and just kind of draw where it is and do like a little like. Absolutely. Okay. Anybody else? Can I just confirm something? So this sword is basically like a giant flashlight. It's a lantern. Okay. Twenty lighthouse. It literally glows, <laughs> suffusing the entire thing. Twenty feet of bright light and twenty feet of dim light. Can I search the rest of these men here just to see if there's anything else? Absolutely. I. You don't need to roll because that would waste that uh, advantage that you All gave right. me earlier. You don't really find anything else. You do find a small stone that is like a foot by a foot and a half. That's very thin. And it's got writing on it that is handwriting in a language your character doesn't speak. And you're not too sure what it is, but it is written in coal or charcoal. And it was tilted and placed in such a way that the elements did not mar or wear off the charcoal over time. 
I take that with me. Sure. I'm careful not to smudge the charcoal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And with that, you return and have some wieners in buns. Yay! Mm, Vostrot's favorite. Ekamon takes a bite of one of these wieners in the buns. Ow, that's hot. <laughs> Don't worry, you get used to it. <laughs> Brian says, These wieners are good, man. <laughs> you be you, Brian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't rush what's happening up here, you know? I don't think we need to rush it. (laughs) (laughs) With that, night descends upon the group. The watches are laid out. Nothing happens at the foot of the windless hill. The group carries on. Well, I realized something. So you know that interaction I had with the half dwarf? Mm -hmm. I totally speak dwarvish as my chosen language. Oh. (laughs) We could have connected on a whole nother level and we didn't. Yeah, he just said you're gonna die and then you peace out. (laughs) (laughs) I can see Vistrad like putting like a missing connection ad in the Greyhaven Times. It's like, we met on this caravan. But, you know, I thought we had a thing, but it was su- I was super awkward. And now, you know, I'd like to get some vodbeat. Includes this episode, Tavern Tales presents Dungeon in a Box. Find out more about Dungeon in a Box at www.dungeoninabox.com. Our intro and outro music is the song Tavern Tales by the Bad Billy Band. Find out more about the Bad Billy Band on iTunes or on their website, www.badbillyband.com, or follow them on Twitter at Bad Billy Band. Thanks for listening. Please feel free to leave us a review on iTunes or to find us on Twitter at Tavern underscore Tales. We'll be back next week with more of the adventure.